You're listening to Power Producers Shop Talk, where we are refining and redefining the sales game by equipping you with the tools you need to differentiate yourself in the marketplace. Well, it's like when we audit the mod with Mod Advisor and are able to give them the action items that they're going to use to lower their total cost of risk. Tactical skills that will help you provide deliverable value to your clients and prospects. It's going to be a great year in 2022 at Florida Risk Partners now that IPFS is in the game with their total pay strategy. We can write excess and surplus lines and completely remove the agency bill from our agency. People, if you're not using total pay by IPFS, you're definitely leaving money on the table. And action items that you can provide to take your prospects and clients to the next level. Having partners like Mineral only bolsters the fact that your clients do not care about the insurance. It's all of the value that you're able to add. And with partners like Mineral who can help with both HR and environmental health and safety, we can't help but win. This is Power Producer Shop Talk. Production redefined. Are you ready to feel the power? What's up, everybody? Interest rates are up, and we are going to find out what exactly is going to happen across all the financial sector. But one thing remains certain, and that is people will always be interested in buying insurance agencies. It may change a little bit here and there, but it's going to be really interesting to see. With all the institutional money that has been dumped into our industry, we're left in kind of a weird place, and I don't know that anybody can really project exactly what's going to happen, but I also know that if and when things do change, if they choose to leave, that's going to create a ton of opportunity for those people that have put themselves in a position to be an acquirer of insurance agencies that's what we're going to talk about today for about the next 15 minutes or so. And I'm going to let Carrie have the floor. We are back with Carrie Wallace from Agency Focus, the premier agency valuation and perpetuation expert in the independent agency channel. And I'm just going to sit back and take notes for this one because I'm very much interested in what she has to say about how we can set ourselves up to be an acquirer of insurance agencies and books of business. I'm about to acquire so much right now. I'm going to acquire some lunch as soon as <laughs> oh we get off Oh my God, I'm, I had no breakfast today. I'm starving. Ah, uh, well, let's get you to your lunch. Let's How about it. that? So um, honestly, I, I believe in our industry today, there are two types of agencies. There are the agencies that are positioned to acquire, and there are agencies that are going to be acquired. There's really no way around that. So first and foremost, um, and I think COVID led us to that. I think it would, we were already on the trajectory of that, but I think COVID really accelerated that whole divide between those that will be acquired and those that are positioning to acquire. Um, so let's talk about some of the best ways to be the agencies that are positioned to acquire. Those agencies have systems, processes in place that position them to be best best positioned to bring on more business. If you don't have systems or processes in place and you don't have talent and the staff, 
you won't be able to even think about acquiring. So that's first and foremost. Number two, know your own numbers. If you understand what the strengths and weaknesses are in your own agency, it helps you define what you're looking for. I think, sadly, I get a lot of people who call me and say, hey, Carrie, I have a prospect. Can you help me evaluate it? And I say, great. What are you looking for? Tell me what you've decided you want as an agency owner, and they don't know. All they know is there is an opportunity on my desk, and I want to evaluate it. That is not, that's almost like how people choose tech. Don't choose a prospect agency or prospective agency to buy based on just what comes across your desk. Be thoughtful about what you're looking for and what's going to augment your business. Not every agency prospect is created equal and not everyone is a fit for your agency. So know what that is. And here's what I mean by that. You might be looking at wanting to acquire in order to strengthen your staff and your bench strength inside your agency. You might have all retiring and you might want to acquire an agency that helps you build a perpetuation plan for your agency or a perpetuation plan in your in your producers, all of those things. So staff might be what's most important to you. Or it could be you want certain carriers or markets. You want to augment what you already have and maybe mitigate the risk in the marketplace that you're in by acquiring an agency that's not in the same marketplace that can actually mitigate some of that risk. You might be looking to expand the mix of business. You might be super heavy in commercial lines and have a really small personal lines. And you might think, I know it's counterintuitive for probably the way most people are thinking, but you might actually want to acquire an agency that's heavy personal lines, again, to mitigate that risk and actually change what your, um, you know, what your influence is with your heavy pro producer, producer lines carriers. Like there's lots of different things you should be thinking about, but if you don't know your own agency and what is, your strengths and weaknesses on your own valuation, it's tough to make that list of what you're looking for. Do a SWOT, people. Get a little SWOT yeah. analysis going on. Absolutely you should. But you can't do it unless you actually take a step back and look at your agency mm. because it's not the way you typically look at your agency. You know, there's, there's all kinds of different things that you should be considering. You know, are there complementary niches? What are the cross-sell opportunities? I'll also tell you that um, agency owners think that um, it's impossible to compete with private equity. Those multiples are crazy high. We all know that they're crazy high. Um, and I would tell you that understanding what a buyer wants and how you fit with what they want is the secret sauce there. Not every buyer, or not every seller wants to sell for the highest price. There are plenty of sellers that want to make sure that their customers get the same experience they've been accustomed to, and they mm -hmm. are looking for a buyer that can provide that. That's very good and point. And there's great, there's great value in that. So I would get really clear on what my elevator pitch is to prospective sellers and listen to what is most important to them. And if they're a fit, demonstrate how that's going to happen. They want to take care of their staff. They want to take care of their customers. They might actually want to continue to work with you, which, by the way, increases the retention rate of that agency uh, and that book of business that you might be purchasing. So 
be really clear on who you are and how you can fit with the things that prospective sellers are looking for. It's not always the dollar amount that's the most important thing. In fact, for a lot of the agencies I, I deal with, it's not. It, it's in the top five, but it's not the number one thing, I will tell you. And, you know, all PE is not created equal either. Like there's, there's PE firms that, um, you know, that look at prospective agencies that they're buying very differently. Some of the most attractive agencies to purchase are the ones that have sophisticated processes, technology in place, great talent, um, all of these things. If I'm a buyer of an agency, I would also look for the ones that have great potential. Maybe they don't have the systems in place, but their book of business is super sound and it's not been worked and the cross-sell opportunity is crazy. So I can buy it at a discount and actually reap a huge amount of benefits by buying that book of business. So define the kind of buyer you are and what you're looking for and it, and it allows you to see things differently than just buying the perfect um, agency. That's not always the best one to go after. That is some of the things that private equity is looking for or larger brokers are looking for and you're going to compete there if price is what's most important but the other agencies you might be the best buyer for them and by the way be able to not have to pay the same kind of multiples and be able to really position your agency beautifully in that process so i think it's about again understanding your own agency and what you can buy you know, if you have to have a bank loan, understanding your numbers is really important going in to make sure that you're being realistic about what you're looking for. And it saves you a lot of time and energy um, in the process if you do that on the front end rather than the back end. So there's a lot of things to think about, and I think we have to think about it differently and um, recognize that there's a ton of agencies in our marketplace that are looking to exit, but they are looking to exit the right way and to the right people in the right situation. And that's not always the highest bidder. I think that's a fair point. Yeah. And I think, David, you said something beautiful once when we were talking about prospective agencies that you were Had to have been at. an accident. <laughs> <laughs> But here's the other thing. What's the culture of the agency you're looking at compared to your culture? What is their average size account? What is their customer's expectations and how will they fit with your the way you run your business and the way that you interact with your customers? You know, if if you're buying an agency, if Florida Risk Partners was buying an agency where those customers were used to coming in, paying by cash, and not interacting in a technology way, it would be a hard no. no chance. That, that would Man. disrupt your agency. It doesn't matter how good that book of business is. It really doesn't because it's not the customers that you're looking to add to your team, and it would actually be a huge nuisance. Well, what I would what I would do is I would pay for a book of business and I would lose 50% of it in the first 12 months because right. those people just aren't going to be willing to adapt to how we do business. I would rather find one that 
the customers are more used to dealing with technology and things like that and have it be an absolute train wreck in the, you know, in the operations or the back end, knowing that as long as we're getting the revenue stream and we have processes in place, we can fix that part. And the clients already don't know there's anything go anything wrong in the operations because their clients still, right? I, I think that's, you know, while it's a lot more work for me, it actually isn't because I would be spending my entire day trying to convince somebody why our way is better than what they've always known. And you know what? I'll lose them at Christmas time when we don't send out the calendars, right? That's what I, that's like one of my <laughs> that's one of my go-tos. I if if your agency is for sale and you are still sending out Courier and Ives calendars at Christmas time, I will take a hard pass on that. Cuz it's hmm. going to be very difficult for me to take an agency that's still doing those kinds of things and convert it into how we do business. I don't necessarily – I'm not throwing off on those agencies. Many In many cases, they are pillars of their community, have been for a long time, profitable, do very well. No knock on that at all. You just don't do business the way that I do, so I'm not going to be a target to acquire your agency. It just doesn't make sense, right? If you've got a lot of paper filing cabinets, I will probably actually consider that first because I could get – labor to go in, scan everything in, get it into our system, you know, it's going to affect what I'm willing to pay, you know, but I'm not, it's not going to be a deal breaker for me. Really just looking at the client mix and the process in which they do business is the number one qualifier. I, I honestly think I can fix anything other than that. I would agree. And it's not worth putting your staff through right. the headache of trying to convince a cultural shift in customers that aren't accustomed to that. So I would agree with you wholeheartedly. But again, I think we get so excited and enamored by the opportunity to acquire. And listen, there's what, 10 buyers to every seller at this point, maybe 20 buyers to every seller at this point, but there really isn't, is, is the reality. If you really think about what is best as you're growing by acquisition, there really isn't. And but I think so often we don't pause and define exactly what the prospect that is best for us. We get, we really just want to grow by acquisition. And then you have people that really regret what they've done uh, because it doesn't turn out the way that they should have. They don't do the due diligence or they don't really think about um, some of these things that you really should give some great thought to. I don't know what else to say. I don't know, man. I mean, like, I was just thinking while you guys were talking at the end there that, like, we could have probably written written a book on these last, like, six episodes that we've done because there's been so so much solid information for people to gather, like, at all different stages of, you know, whether you're a producer or an agency principal or, or whatever, man. I mean, it's – it's um, if you guys aren't taking stuff from this and, and applying it and learning, you're missing the boat, man. Again – if you don't take the steps to execute, it's not, it's worthless, right? Just take the hour out of your day or the 20 minutes of podcasting, podcast listening to it out of, out of your day. Cause I can feed you this stuff, but I'm not doing it for my health. I've got plenty of other things I can do. I'm trying to help you. And if you're not willing to execute, don't waste your time listening. This isn't, you know, this isn't fiction. Like, there's a lot more entertaining stuff to, to take up your time. That being said, for the people who do want to take the next step, 
I can't think of a better person to recommend that you do that with than Carrie Wallace. So take the take the call. Book some time. You know, listen, let me be very clear. Carrie's not paying me a dime to recommend her. And it probably makes her feel a little weird that I'm giving her a glowing recommendation live as we're recording this podcast. But if I look, if I can't tell her to her face, what's the point of telling her about, you know, talking about her behind her back in a good way? Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, you've got to take the first step. And Carrie is, in my opinion, the right person. She, the way that she handles things, her demeanor, her, her objectiveness, her experience, like it goes for days. Don't be scared, I guess, is the best thing, get best way to put it. You're in good hands. Book some time with her. Let her talk about what she does. And I can assure you, she will leave you in a better place than she found you, whether you choose to hire her or not. She already has if you listen to all six of these episodes. Right. So give her a shout and see what the real deal is. Everybody else, have a great weekend. We'll catch you next time. See ya. been listening to power producers shop talk you can follow us at the power producers podcast on facebook and instagram and if you want to take your game to the next level check out our commercial insurance training course at killingcommercial.com or visit amazon to pick up a copy of our international best-selling book the extra two minutes